This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. This is it, the putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budget, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow, all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increased their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite. And right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Head to NetSuite.com slash C-Suite for special end-of-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Welcome to Business Executive Interviews, brought to you by Flevy.com. Improve the growth and efficiency of your organization by leveraging Flevy's library of business frameworks and analysis tools. For more information, visit Flevy.com. That's F-L-E-V-Y, Flevy.com. Our guest on this segment is owner-principal at Breakout Strategic Systems, Echelon Associates in San Diego, California, and a strategic planning specialist. Anthony Gable, MBA, has been advising owners, executives, and profit center heads and their teams since 1983. Prior to that, he gained C-level management executive experience in the corporate sector for more than 20 years. He specializes in offering strategic planning process systems for group involvement Anthony Gable, welcome to the program. Well, thank you, David. I appreciate being able to to talk with you today. And likewise, and uh, of course, I should mention that you are, of course, a uh, published contributor to the Flevy.com platform as well, and we'll get to that shortly. Top level, Anthony Gable, what is a strategic planning process? Well, it's pretty simplistic, really, if we look at it from the right direction. It's it's a, a roadmap for sustaining a business, and our efforts are place towards seeking a competitive advantage. It's uh, an allocation of resources to uh, to run the business, and the the actual planning is the formulation of, of the strategy using those resources. In your practice, do you tend to work with small, mid-size, or even larger organizations? Give us a sense of kind of a size to the extent that that is uh, meaningful. Lately, I've been concentrating on smaller businesses because I'm taking a new direction. I've I've been in this business a long time, and for the last couple of years, I've extended my involvement towards smaller businesses who don't really require an in-house strategic planner or who don't necessarily have to go outside for a consultant. I've made the process that I've been using for years available to uh, to small business that's capable of doing strategic planning themselves internally. Uh, 
Wow. So in the in the past, I've involved myself with many large companies, large corporations, but uh, every once in a while we'd sneak into a smaller operation, and right now I'm concentrating primarily on those. Nice. I know our audience is a mixture of large, medium, and small, so uh, I appreciate that. Are there things that are different about working with this small or micro-enterprise? Uh, any distinctions to pull out there and highlight for our audience listening? Yeah, I think I think one thing that even small businesses need to understand is that because of uh, social communication, networking, et cetera, the Internet, they're able to compete much more readily with larger businesses, mid-sized businesses, and even larger corporations uh, mm. because of their ability to, to do networking. Uh, they can now compete if they understand the dynamics of their entire market. And uh, as we've said in the past, strategic planning wasn't a word normally used by small business. It was basically a, uh, a business plan that was put forward for one or two years. But now because of the dynamics of the, of the market and the ability to compete, um, small business needs to know the periphery of their business a lot more than they used to. They need to understand the threat of competitors and uh, uh, how competitive the market is, the supplier power, buyer power, uh, threat of substitute products, etc. Whereas in the past, uh, when it was a little less competitive, uh, they didn't have to be concerned with that. Hmm. So this comparative piece uh, is quite fascinating. Uh, um, uh, you're talking about competitive intelligence, intelligence, and uh, and really begin to contextualize the marketplace in what sounds like a new way or a new approach to some extent. Right, and uh, it's it's not something that's that's easily controlled because of change. Change is always taking place, and with the internet, communications, and networking. That's even more of a factor. So even a small business now has to be made aware of, of again, the dynamics of the entire market, how larger corporations interact on their market, as well as uh, available resources that they, they can use to survive. Well, this philosophy of change theme is interesting. So as you build a roadmap for a, you know, a typical client that you'd be servicing, let's call it a small business, how long out on the horizon do you typically work and it, and how do you manage the the idea of allowing for for variation change uh, uh, these dynamics you as you talk about them well as I said a, a business plan a quote business plan yeah. is, is normally a one to two year two year situation but strategic planning needs to go out all oh, three to five years you have to be able to take advantage of, of being able to understand whether you're uh, in a leadership role or a s strong role within your market, maybe you're only in a tenable position. Uh, you may be embryonic in, in growth. You may be early uh, mature. You may be late mature. And you've got to be able to put those factors together um, and able to go out three to five years and make a determination as to whether you're going to uh, introduce existing products to new markets or go to international markets. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I think in order to, to create a, a line of, of, of growth, you've got to be able to, to look at all of these factors, whether you're going to be changing your advertising down the road, your promotion, um, whether you're going to be moving in a different price category as you mature, um, whether you need to change your customer service, for example. These are things that will occur over a period of time, whereas a business plan is, is just a short-term 
uh, agreement with yourself on how you're going to exist within your market. It's interesting because the question I might have asked, it might have been a better question to ask is you know, the one about what phase of business uh, operations one is in when you enter. And I, I'm going to guess it may be across the gamut. Uh, and, you know, his needs are changing across that the, the phase of business growth, you know, the startup. Right. Well, uh, yeah, go ahead. Exactly. Please. Yeah. Well, for example, if it's if it's a, an embryonic situation, if you're just beginning, uh, your primary effort will be to maintain a competitive position. Uh, if you're if you're further along in the growth phase, um, you'll still be maintaining that competitive position and working toward not getting hurt toward toward increasing market share. If you're if you're an older company, you have to maintain your position, but you have to grow with the industry and invest as needed. You may be a cash producer, and you're probably profitable. But uh, you won't be investing to sustain growth the way you would at a, at a younger age. If you're, uh, let's say, a late mature company, you'll maintain your competitive position, but you'll reinvest only as needed. Uh, you may be profitable. You may not be profitable. It may be borderline, and you'll you'll be producing cash. If you're not producing cash, then you're you're probably not going to be in business. Is there a particular uh, industry that you? tend to work with, and I say manufacturing versus service, let's say, or or, or, or does well, that run the gamut as well? It, it runs the gamut, although in San Diego, where I'm, I'm tending to, to concentrate because I'm actually based in Carlsbad, which is a suburb of, of San Diego. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of high, there's a lot of high tech business out here. And uh, I'm, I'm targeting that business, biotech, uh, technology, computer business, but it, it really runs the gamut. Uh, we've had customers that are in the toy industry. Um, we've had pharmaceutical companies. We've we've worked with producers of electrical equipment. Uh, you you name it. Large again, larger corporations as well as small business. So I I would tend to indicate that this particular market out here is more high tech oriented. But that doesn't. Uh, preclude getting into other markets. Sure, sure. You may have touched on this, Anthony. Uh, the idea of incorporating or including multiple classical approaches in a strategic planning process. Talk to me a little bit about what what you're saying there. Well, back in the in the '60s, uh, when when frankly corporate markets were less competitive, it was a strong market for almost any any application. Back in the '60s, uh, a, a matrix system was used. It was uh, it was based on what we've already discussed, which is uh, the position of a company within within uh, its growth category, whether it was embryonic or, or early mature or late mature. Uh, but it also included whether they were playing a leadership role or uh, were in a favorable position or possibly a marginal position. The downside of that of that matrix system is that it's too simplistic. It considers market strength and uh, and maturity only. And again, it was used back in the '60s. It was actually started by General Electric. Wow. Um, and uh, it it is a much more complicated market now and and much more competitive. So one of the approaches that's very strong right now is is called SWOT. That's uh, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats are all looked at as part of the uh, the periphery of a business, 
and how the business needs to accommodate each of those areas. If if it's it's if it's a weak uh, position that they're in, or a strong position, they need to to take advantage of of what that is and and grow and plan on their growth based upon that. If it's a uh, if it's a situation where there are new products coming out or there are threats from overseas, for example, mm-hmm. um, cost issues, then they need to look at that. So SWAT is important now, but it's not the only thing that needs to be acknowledged. The downside of SWAT is that there's an assumption that management knows their market extremely well, and that's not <laughs> yeah. always the case. Yeah. yeah. So there's there's a, another approach that's, that's been used in the past. It's, it was called Porter's Five Forces where uh, you needed to know your competitor extremely well, the buyer, the supplier, and product power, um, et cetera. That needs to be looked at. So again, it's the periphery looking in. Even political and economic um, and social issues are are becoming external factors that, yeah. that have to be reviewed. And it sounds like there's there's a tremendous amount of research required here. Is that something that you're... You and your uh, team does, or uh, we've done some of that. We, we've we've relied a lot on association materials, and I highly suggest that small business and large business, for that matter, uh, take advantage of the associations that they belong to, because a lot of that marketing information is available to them. And there are outside groups, corporations that, that specialize only in providing that kind of information. But even from a small business perspective. Just getting to know your competitor, getting to see what they're doing on the internet, how they're advertising. You can, you can get pricing information. You can get quality information. You need to understand your competitive situation a lot better than than in the past. Many entrepreneurs, it's so true, and I love that you're pointing to these externalities because many entrepreneurs, particularly at the early stage, they're really not looking at the context uh, and co- competitive context and marketplace. They're, they're probably falling in love with their own idea and they need to be kind of brought out to reality and, and be looking at what's around them so that they can help and shape their differentiators, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. So that's uh, those that's included in the work uh, you help uh, your clients with. I'm guessing because uh, it so seems so critical to all of us. You've really, really been exactly. focused during this conversation quite a bit on the com- competitive piece, which is brilliant. Yeah. And uh, and and so enlightening uh, for, for those of us that live in our own heads, creative entrepreneurial types. Uh, the objective really is is to ultimately to compete. To, to put together a, a market advantage competitively. Yeah. And we, we do that, what we call, through a situational analysis, where we take all of those things that we've just discussed, those different approaches, the mm-hmm. matrix system, SWAT, Porter's Five Forces, uh, PAST, which is the political, economic, social, uh, to take those and, and look for advantages, disadvantages, strengths, weaknesses, and and put that together to form a situational analysis that allows us to increase market share. You have, thank you for that. You have referenced a, uh, uh, what you call the most critical oversight. I might call it a blind spot, but business owners, management managers should avoid this throughout this strategic planning process that you implement. What is that? Sure. Sure. Very important. And it's been my my uh, involvement that's caused me to, to look at this in a different way, but yeah. I'm, I'm highly convinced that the biggest problem that, that business owners get into when they're doing a strategic plan is that they don't get others on board with the plan itself. A lot of management feels that, that they should create the plan 
by themselves. I'm talking small business here rather yeah. than strategic business units or a different different animal. They have their own people to put together the plan. But for small business, everyone in the company needs to understand exactly what the plan is, why it's there, what's the logic and advantage to the company for having a plan. The the next thing that seems to get in the way of a good strategic plan is lack of follow-up. It's fine to create the plan, but uh, it's there has to be implementation and contribution by employees and follow-up that takes place over that three- to five-year period because change is always taking place. Sometimes there's no ability to implement the plan, and uh, a company needs to know its weaknesses. It needs to know its strengths relative to its ability to implement what it's put together as a strategic plan. It has to be delegation. Uh, following problems occur when there's lack of flexibility and control, so a company needs to, to stay on top of change. That's probably the second most important uh, thing to, to make sure you don't overlook. Sure, sure. We're visiting with Anthony Gable, uh, the company... Breakout Strategic Systems, Echelon Associates. They are located in San Diego, California. He's a strategic planning specialist and also a contributor in Flevy. The website, breakoutstrategicplanning.com. So let's talk a little bit about your published works on Flevy and what we could expect to find there, Anthony. Well, right now I have three three uh, process systems that are available on Flevy. If you'll, if you'll go to flevy.com uh, slash author slash echelon associates you'll see uh, three different approaches that are all linked um, toward the strategic planning process that's being made available as you know flevy produces a large number of systems that are available to business i have with flevy enjoyed uh, involvement primarily on on a complete guide to strategic planning which is the one that they seem to uh, to be most popular. We've taken advantage of that to the point where uh, the other two are important, but less important than, than the overall product, uh, which is again called a Complete Guide to Strategic Planning. Mm-hmm. All right, excellent, excellent. So you can find Anthony Gable's work at flevy.com, of course. Again, the website for his firm, Breakout Strategic Planning. Com, just like it sounds, we've been visiting with Anthony Gable, MBA, and he's the owner-principal at Breakout Strategic Systems slash Echelon Associates in San Diego, California. Anthony, thanks so much. I enjoyed the time together, and uh, we'll do it again. Thank you, David. Thanks for listening to Business Executive Interviews, brought to you by Flevy.com. Improve the growth and efficiency of your organization by leveraging Flevy's library of business frameworks and analysis tools. Find them at flevy.com. That's F-L-E-V-Y, flevy.com. Remember, you can hear more interviews like these by subscribing to the flevy.com channel on YouTube or the Business Executive Interviews podcast on iTunes. (music) 